This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. This morning, it's entitled, Under Construction, Holy Ghost Makeover. It's important to be good stewards of what the Lord has blessed us with. It's important to be good stewards of what God has placed under our care. It's important. Well, what do you mean it's important? What has God given me? What, what, what have I been blessed with? Well, Psalm 24 helps us with this. The earth is the Lord's. Yeah. And the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. In other words, it all belongs to God. Would y'all say that with me? It all belongs to God. Say it to your neighbor. Wake up and tell them. It all belongs to God. Now, not only does it all belong to God, we all belong to God. He created us and he loves us. We all belong to God. Now, we could get some things twisted, but Genesis 1, 26 helps us out to sort of keep it in perspective. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Please note this. It all belongs to God. And God gave us dominion over, but he never gave us ownership of. Let me say it again. God has given us dominion over, but never ownership of. I know we think we own this stuff. And I know we think we can do whatever we want to do with mine. This is mine. I paid for this. I got this. I worked for this. I did that. Well, okay, yes, you did work for it. Yes, you got money for it. Yes, you bought stuff. But let me ask you, who kept the blood running warm in your veins so you could work? Who, who gave you a presence of mind so you could be able to do whatever it is that you do? Who made it possible that you can obtain whatever you obtained, whichever way you obtained it? And we begin to realize that it truly does all belong to God. Now, if you don't believe it all belongs to God, if you don't, for somebody to say, no, this is mine, it's mine, or whatever else, just tell me who's going to have it 110 years from now. For some folk, who's going to have it 10 years from now? Don't know anybody by name, but who's going to have it five years from now? I really don't know, but who's going to have it eight years from now? The, the point is, we all got it left here. <laughs> And when you left here, you're going to leave it here. Yeah. It truly all does belong to God. And so everything that he allows us to have, he expects us to use it for the building of his kingdom, that we can be excellent in kingdom building. Everything that God allows us, so it's on, we only have it by stewardship, never by ownership. Yeah, and one day he's going to ask us to give an account of our stewardship. Yeah. It all belongs to God. It's important to be good stewards of what God has placed in our care. In Acts chapter 2, the real first church, I like to call it the real first church because it's the church that started in the first century. They were moving toward doing God's will. They decided to be good stewards over what the Holy Spirit had entrusted unto them. After the Holy Spirit had come, let's take a look at what happened in Acts chapter 2 beginning with verse 38 again. 
It said, Peter preached, and he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Yeah, even then, they all had sinned and come short, uh, just like us. I said, even then, they all had sinned and come short, just like us. Yeah, we, we look good today, but, but we done messed up. We have sinned. Yeah, we can call sin, sin. Sometimes we like to call it mistakes. Sound like I didn't mean to do it. But sin is sin. But, but, but he said, he preached to them and said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We believe that when you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit takes a residence in us and will guide us and direct us and will teach us how to do everything God wants us to do. Matter of fact, in order for us to sin and go very contrary to God's will, we have to tell the Holy Spirit that's speaking to us, within us, we have to tell the Holy Spirit, hush. Be quiet. Shut up. I know I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't act this way. I know I shouldn't have this behavior. I know I should be better. But will you please be quiet and let me do what I want to do? I just want you to know the Holy Spirit dwells in. Once you've come to know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. Now, if you're not saved, all that ain't going on in you. I say, if you're not saved, all that ain't going on in you. But you can be saved, so all that can go on in you. And he loves us. He forgives us in spite of the mistakes, in spite of the sin, in spite of the stuff he does, we may do. He still loves us and cares for us. That's why Jesus came. So, so Peter uh, preaches to them and uh, told them, for the promise is for you and your children. And for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls himself, and with many more words, in other words, Peter kept on preaching, and he bore witness, and he continued to exhort them. He continued to preach and telling them, saying things like, save yourselves from this crooked generation. And it says, so those who received the word were baptized, and they were added on that day about 3,000 souls. There's a lot of folk who still need to know Jesus. And everywhere we go, you can preach what Peter preached. That we need to ask for forgiveness of our sins. We we need to tell folk everywhere we go, even though they might get a little upset with you, talking about, I don't sin, what you call it sin? But whatever you know to be sin, you need to ask God for forgiveness. And he's faithful and just and will forgive us of all sin and unrighteousness. So for those who receive over 3,000, and then we get down to, and they devoted themselves. Now, 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 here comes the church. They assembled. They're the church. The Holy Spirit dwelled within them. Verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, what we're doing there, communion, and the prayers. In other words, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the things that the apostles were teaching them. They devoted themselves to it. They didn't just listen to it. They didn't just hear it one time. But they were devoted to hearing what the Lord had told them through the apostles. Now, I know we said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the apostles' doctrine in King James. You're saying, well, what are they devoting themselves to? Are they devoting the stuff themselves to the stuff that the apostles making up? No, it's the apostles' teaching. Well, what were the apostles' teaching? Well, let's go back just a second. Who were the apostles? The apostles were the ones who, before they were apostles, they were part of the disciples. They were disciples of Jesus Christ, who walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus. You know, Peter, James, John, that group, they they were first disciples. And when we talked about it for the last few months, when you saw the Great Commission, what was it that Jesus said to his disciples, who are now the apostles? 
He said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all things I have commanded you. Jesus told the disciples, who are now apostles, to go and teach, make disciples and teach them all things I have commanded you. Well, what did Jesus command of the disciples? What did Jesus command of who are now apostles? Well, it's clear to see that because in Matthew 22 and in Mark 12, he, when he was asked what's the greatest commandment, not the greatest suggestion, but what's the greatest commandment, he said, you should what? Love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And when he was asked, who's my neighbor? You got to stir the good Samaritan, and just to capsize it, you to love those who are in need. That means we end up having to love everybody. Then Jesus went further to say, when they started saying, well, you know, who's my neighbor? Always got Jesus went further to say, well, I'll tell you this. Um, you ought to love everybody. Yeah. You ought to love everybody. So once the Holy Spirit take up residence, and, and listen to what they did. Once the Holy Spirit took up residence in them, and they listened to the apostles' teaching, notice what they did. They decided to care for each other. They cared about the well-being of all the folk who were connected with them. They, they thought so much about it till they decided on their own that they would sell their houses, their lands, their extra, bring the money to the field of the apostles so they all could eat and they all could be on one accord. Boy, it got quiet there. <laughs> Woo! All right, let me throw it out there for you now. This was not commanded of God for them to do that. This was a covenant they made with each other. They decided that because they expected Christ to come back at any moment, and if Christ is coming back this afternoon, what you need with your 401k? If Christ is coming back this afternoon, what you need with your house and land and your summer house and your winter house and the other house and whatever else? You, you, you want to, you, what's important to you now at this point is what's important to God. So they believe he's coming back in the moment. But, but aside from them believing that he's coming back in the moment, like he still is coming back in the moment. But aside from that, they cared and loved each other so much that they wanted to make sure everybody was all right. They wanted everybody in their fellowship to be okay. They wanted everybody in their fellowship to know that God loves them and we're showing God loves you through how I can show my love for you by providing for the very necessary needs that you have in your life. That's what they did. Wow. They decided to give of themselves. They taught, they taught and they listened to what the apostles taught. The apostles taught what Jesus told them. In John 13, 34, 35, Jesus said to them, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You, are, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciple, disciples if you have love one for another. Yeah. I, I believe you've heard Pastor Tillman, me, preach about love at least one other time. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe three times, Stacy. Maybe. Maybe more than three times. And see, and see, and God, God has so made us that when we can hear his word, he wants it. And you hear this prayer all the time. Lord, help us not just be hearers of his word, but what? And, and that's what he expects from us, to, to not just hear and say, but I know I ought to love him. I mean, I know I ought to. 
I know I ought to. God's word is good. I know God's word is true, but. And, and you got to move the buts out of that when you're yeah. talking about dealing with what God wants us to do. So, so what do we have to do? What, what is it that we have to do? Um, if we're going to do with, with God, what, what do we have to do? All right. What do we have to do? What is it that we have to do in order for God to get glory and to be what he wants us to be? This building is under construction. You can look around and see a physical makeover. It's a rare building. They, they, don't make, they don't make them like this anymore. No, 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 no. It, it's, it's rare. To t tell your neighbor, it's rare. It, it's unique. It's special. It's precious. This, this building, this building. And it's worth all of the time and the money being spent to fix it for the kingdom of God. Let me say it again. It, it, it's a rare building because they don't make churches like this anymore. It's rare. It's, it's unique. It's special. It's precious. And it's worth all the time and money being spent to fix it for kingdom building. So, so, so anybody who passes by um, and they pass by, they'll look and say, our church is under construction. I, I said anybody who's passing by, anybody who comes in will say, wow, this church is under construction. Yeah. Yeah. You know that statement is a fact, but it really ought to be true also. Yeah. Our church should be under construction. God's church, first AB, should be under construction. Well, Pastor, you just, you just said that. No, no, I mean, you are his church. You, you are and should be rare. God's not making any more use. Yeah. You, you the only you there is. And you the only you you will ever be. You are rare. You are unique. You're special, and you're precious, and you're worth all the time and money being spent to fix you for the kingdom building that God wants us to be.
that, that's, that's the whole message. So let, me, let, me, let me do that one more time, and I'm, I'm just about done. You, you are his church. You are and should be rare. God's not making any more use. You, you may have children, you may have grandchildren, but there ain't no other like you may have a twin, but the twin is not just like you. Yeah. You're rare. You're unique. You're special. You're precious. And you're worth all the time and the money being spent to fix you for kingdom building. Yeah. You are rare. And we are and should be a rare church. Yeah, we should be a rare church. What do you mean by rare? I'm glad you asked. We should be real, authentic. We ought to have, we ought to have real, authentic relationships every day. Yeah, we, we ought to be the rare church. We, we ought to have real, authentic relationships every day. In this day and time, it's rare to find real, authentic people to be in real, authentic relationships every day. But we ought to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to be our construction manager and create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. He wants to do it. Seeing that we want to be the rare church God has called us to be, yeah. let's look at a few things relative to having a Holy Ghost makeover. Right. If we are to be in real, authentic relationships every day, we need, yeah, first of all, to have on our hard hats <laughs> while we're under construction. Well, well, what the hard hat does. The hard hat protects the mind. Yeah. We have to protect our minds. You need to watch what you think. You, you, you need to watch what you listen to. Be careful who you listen to. You, you, you need to be careful what goes into your mind. You, you, you got to be careful to, to what you're reading and, and what is that reading doing to, to, for the kingdom of God or to help you be designed more of what God will have you to be. You got to protect your mind. Matter of fact, Paul puts it this way in Philippians 2, beginning verse 4. He said, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who thought he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. What did Christ do? He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. And bestowed upon him the name that is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth. And under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's put it the way King James says. Let this mind 
being you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You've you got to protect the mind that God has given unto you so you can live like God wants you to live. You can care like God wants you to care. You can do the things. You can't let anybody get into your mind and make you think that God does not love you in spite of what you've done or how you've done it. Don't let that get into your psyche. Don't let that get into your mind that God doesn't care and that because certain things may happen around you. Do you realize that God knows what you're going through and why you're going through what you're going through? But he's always provided some way of you to get escape, for you to get help, no matter what your situation is. And it's day, this day and time, we need to know that the cavalry is not coming from heaven. The cavalry is already here. Pastor, what, what cavalry are you talking about? Well, he died on cavalry, then we could be the cavalry. He, he died so we could love and help each other to be everything he wants to be. Don't let it get into your mind that can't anybody else help you. Don't let it get into your mind that God can't use other folk to help you get what he wants you to get. Now, I know, I know, in just our church, nobody else's church, that there's some folk who might not like other folk. Ain't got issues with folk. You know, just got issues. We have issues. We ought to be at the hungry club for them. But let me ask you a question, because it's getting just as serious. If you, if you fell into the Savannah River, as deep as it is, are you going to be in the Savannah River going down for your third time and being picky about who throw you a life preserver? Oh, oh, I don't like you. No, no, I'm drowning. No, 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 you can't throw me one either. No, 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 no. Oh, I know about you. Oh, I know about, oh, I know about you. I know what you said about me. I know what your family said. I know what y'all think. Don't throw me no life preserver. Just let me drown. We are facing almost, we're facing when we leave this earth and we do not know Jesus Christ and have lived out as he wants to live out. We are facing a lake. And it's a lake that nobody can throw you a preserver for. It's called the lake of fire. That's why we do evangelism so folk don't have to look forward to the lake of fire. We evangelize so we look forward to everlasting life. So preserve your mind. Protect your mind. You get around some negative folk always talking negative stuff. Now you talking negative stuff. Everything is negative. No, protect your mind. Let, 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 listen, think of those things which are lovely. Think of those things which are pure. Think of those things that have a good report. Amen. The Holy Bible teaches us that we need to think those things and do it that way. Secondly, I'm moving on. You need to wear your, wear your vest. Wear your vest of love everywhere. Yeah, well, well you say, wait a minute now, that's... That, that's not like the breastplate of righteousness. It's not protecting you from anything. You're wearing your vest. Let me tell you why you wear your vest. You wear your vest so when you're under construction, you could be seen. Yeah, you, 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 you need to be seen. Uh, too, too many Christians want to be undercover Christians. You know, no, no. Who, who told you I was saved? Because we, we don't want folk to say, when, they, when we slip up and say something, 
or, or we do something that the world thinks we shouldn't do, we don't want to say, oh, I thought you were saved. I thought you were a Christian. No, 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 no. Wear your vest. Let folk know who side you on. Go ahead and be seen and let them know you love God and God loves you. And that you're going to do wonderful and marvelous things because of who God is in your life. Yes, I've sinned. Yes, I've messed up. Yes, I've said things I shouldn't have said. Yes, I've done things I shouldn't have done. Yes, I have not done some things I should have done. Yes, I have not said some things I should have said. But the Holy Spirit dwells in me and working on me. I'm under construction. Yes, sir. I'm getting to be more of what God wants me to be. Yeah, don't, don't get tired of me. Don't, 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 don't turn me away or turn me. No, no, just know that I'm still being, he's still working on me. And one day I will come forth as what? Pure gold. Yeah, let, let, let for, be, be authentic. Yeah, be authentic. Be seen. Uh, you got to be seen also because you got to let other folk know what's going on with you. Now, I know this is kind of touchy right here, but we have folk who are going through stuff in our congregation, and they don't want anybody else to know. Don't want the church folk looking down on them. Don't want the church folk talking about them. Well, don't worry about the church folk. Be concerned about the folk who love the Lord. Yeah. Because we have to be a place where you can be open and where we can love you in spite of what you've gone through and what you're going through. And and you have to be the kind of person that can be open to receive other folk where you're not going to be the one talking about somebody, where you're not going to be the one talking somebody down, where you're not going to be the one on Facebook and Instagram and and all the Twitter and all this stuff talking about, oh, I can't believe that nothing. Look at this video. No, no, you need to be the one that's helping to lift folk up and helping folk to get through the problems they're going through. Do you realize that everything you've gone through, God allowed you to go through it for a purpose? Because we know, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Go ahead and be, be the person God wants you to be. Just, just be out there and say, listen, I know God loves me. I know God loves you. I'm sharing what I'm sharing with you. So God can help us to be what God wants us to be. We may share it. Now, when you share it, folk may not respond the way you want them to respond. Matter of fact, God may not respond the way you want them to respond. I do remember when in revival, pastor put it clear. Yeah, pastor William put it clear. We said, yeah, yeah, Jesus will say no. Paul prayed three times for God to remove the thorn from his flesh. Not once, not twice. He pleaded with him three times. And the Lord said, requested that. Why? Because my grace is sufficient. And because Paul went through all he went through, we were blessed. And understand, when you go through what you're going through, you can really bless somebody else. And they can bless you. Where you this? Yeah, let's let folk know where you are in Christ. Tell your story of how the Lord brought you through it, whatever it was, how God brought you through it, whatever it was, whatever it is. Let them know how God has brought you through. Or bring, in other words, I'm saying be real. Yeah, yeah keep it 100. 
whatever you're going through, share with others, um, others to help. And, and listen, and you can help them go through what they're going through. When you're working with others who are working with you, you want them to see you so you both can be safe. Think that again. If you're under construction and you have on your vest, you want everybody else to have on their vest so y'all can see each other. As in you're working in that environment, you want to see each other in such a way till you know you can keep each other safe because you can see each other. Yeah, we, we got to be able to see each other and keep each other safe. And thirdly, we don't just want to have on the, the helmet. We don't want to just have on the hat. And we don't want to stand and have on the vest and just stand around and be present. You know, I'm, we, we're under construction. And I'm here. We're under construction. I'm, we're under construction. Well, if you're under construction, you're one of the workers. Under construction. You got to do something. You got to use the tools that God had given you. You can't just be in the building holding a hammer and don't ever use it. You can't be in the building with a paintbrush and, and paint and don't paint nothing. You got to use the tools that you are given in order to do the work that you've been called to do. That, that's a sign that we're under construction if we all are working. Now we have to work in such a way that God can get glory. Well, listen to what it says. It says, let your light so shine that men may see you. Is that right? Let your light shine so men can see you. No. It's let your light shine so men might see your good works and give glory to the Father who's in heaven. Yeah. Matter of fact, Ephesians 2.10 puts it this way. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In other words, God has equipped us with spiritual gifts. He's equipped us with everything we knew, everything we need for the building of his kingdom. Yeah. If nothing else, we ought to be good stewards over that that God has given us and at least use the fruit of the Holy Spirit while we're under construction. Well, what's the gift of the Holy Spirit? Thought you never asked. Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, now, now understand this. When you come to accept Christ, Holy Spirit dwells in you. This is the fruit that all of you possess. All of us possess this fruit when we come to Christ. Now, if you don't possess it, you don't have it, this is a good day to come down and give your hand to me, give your heart to God. We could do that. While you sit, I don't care how long you've been a member and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about relationship with God. We're talking about heaven as your home. So don't be too proud today to say, you know, I, you know, I don't see all that. I, I don't really love. I don't really care for nobody. Don't give your heart to God today. Here's the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. I want you to know that's in you. Yeah, love is in you. Joy is in you. Peace is in you. Patience is in you. You, you. you might not think it sometimes, but you got patience in you. You can be kind. You can be good. You can be faithful. You can be gentle. And you can exercise self-control. 
God has placed us in us. We can be we can have real authentic relationships every day. Another one we could do to be rare. We must be ready always to reach everybody. Amen. We must be ready always to reach everybody. We should be a rare church. But what's not rare about us is that he didn't provide this just for us. Oh, no, no, no. God loves the world so much. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <clears throat> it's our Lord and Savior who came from 42 generations, came to this earth and went about doing good. It's Jesus who went about, and they talked about him, ridiculed him, but he kept on doing good. We should never get discouraged when folks start talking and when folks start lying and when folks start doing all sorts of stuff. Jesus told us, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against your faults for my sake. As a Christian, as one who loves the Lord, he tells us, don't fight back at them. Don't write it back or respond to them and post back on Facebook. He says, blessed are you when men shall revile you, persecute you, say all manner of evil against your faults for my sake. The way we ought to respond is to Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Look at our Lord and Savior when they whipped him all night long. Look at what he took on for you and for me. We come to this table to remember how he suffered, bled, and died. How they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet, crowned of thorns on his head. He suffered, bled, and died for your sins and my sins. He hung on the cross from the sixth and ninth hour. And even while he's dying, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. He gave up the ghost and he died. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. And early on that third day, he got up from the grave with power. Power over the grave, victory over death. Yes. Then he ascended into heaven and sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us, to guide us, to direct us, to help us to be everything he wants us to be. So now he's working on us. He's working on us. He's working in us. He's working through us to get his will done. Our prayer today is that we allow the Lord to fix us. That we won't get so proud, won't get so haughty. But there's a need in all of our lives for the Lord to move as only God can move. We don't have to worry about who don't like us. We don't have to worry about who don't care about us. We just have to be a model of his grace and his mercy and move in ministry in such a way that those who don't know him will come to know him. <clears throat> but even important, <clears throat> those of us who know him We'll seek to work together with others who know him Amen. and allow God to work on us. Amen. Every eye close. Every eye close. Every eye close. Think about how the Lord, the Lord can help you to be what he wants you to be. Open yourself up to him. Let him know you're willing to allow him to help us to be the one family in him that he wants us to be. Regardless of the personalities, regardless of the things that we desire, what I want, what you want, what they want, what they done said, what I, but for all that, just say, God, I can't fix everybody else, but God moving me to fix me. Created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. You can't control how other folks treat you. Amen. But you can control how you treat other folks. Amen. 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 Oh, Lord. Remain
staying connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us. <laughs>